What is going on, everybody? And welcome back. It is episode 22 of Meet the Critters. I don't know how it's still going, but it's still going. So we're just going to keep it rolling. Um, we're going to have a fun one tonight. We got Joe Blakes back. And we're just going to kind of shoot the shit, update what's going on, talk about winter, what's coming with that, where no one's excited for. Uh, everyone's going to have to give me a little credit. I do have what I'm assuming is some type of flu coming out of the Orient that I'm not really going to talk about much. But if I cough through this, I apologize. So let us go ahead and bring Joe up. What's going on, buddy? Normal craziness. Yep. All the joys. <laughs> I've started promoting this, like the podcast itself. It's like, yeah, I would talk with homesteaders, farmers, stuff like that about what's going on. And I'm like, in the end, it just turns into a therapy session of life. Life's fucking hard. (laughs) We're just that special kind of stupid to keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. Stupid is the word I'd use. It's the same (laughs) same people that stick in abusive relationships. It's like, he's going to change. (laughs) It's not. It's still going to get cold. Cows still need to eat. Yeah. (laughs) Pigs are going to fuck each other up. It's going to happen. Always. Ugh. Speaking of pigs, you got a surprise. Yep. Yeah. Just had uh, seven new babies. So that was exciting. I uh, got some pretty cool colors. I'm debating on, I'd really like to see how these grow because it's part of the breeding program. Like we have talked about before with the Mangalitsa blood and right. trying to get a little, something that's a little bit more winter hardy. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't really want to raise feeders through the winter. So I'm back and forth. If I get my bulk bins up and get them filled, I might consider raising a couple just to see how they do so i don't have to wait till next spring and the next batch to raise so but then there's also always that feeling where it's like yeah this would be a nice chunk of change if these all went like yeah yep that's always that's always there yeah so she had uh seven her first litter which was back in january that i got Mm -hmm. three of those feeders still um those ones i wasn't sure if i was going to keep or not because their dad was half mangalitsa half idaho pasture pig okay um, but I sold him right after I processed the other ones that were out of his litter because I didn't like the results that I got from him. Right. Um, so this batch is out of my new boar, which he is uh, Berkshire and Duroc. Nice. So they are a quarter Mangalitsa and they got um, Burke on both sides. I think there's some hamp in there, maybe a little old spot going off of what the people I bought these two sows from had yeah. said. Um, it's so hard to tell when you're getting mixed pigs because they had, they bought their pigs from somebody else and they're going off somebody you, else's word. You have no idea. So, they're just a yeah. good old fashioned meat mutt. They, I'm pretty sure they got some hamp in there somewhere because she's thrown belted piglets from two different boars now. Hmm. So there's, there's a pretty good chance there. there's, yeah, there's some in there somewhere. Um, and then, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. They look pretty nice right now and they're, They've already got their legs under them. They're moving all over the place. That's and awesome. So I got. I love piglets. I got some video I took uh, yesterday. I'm going to try editing that sometime early this week and get it put out. Perfect. So, I, yeah, I just finished editing one, like a piglet update video. They're finally off mom now. So, and it's actually gone pretty well. Like I haven't had anything trying to break <clears> defenses. <throat> I haven't had many issues and they're kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, but now yeah, I'm it's trying like... to <clears throat> figure out what I'm going to do with these ones because the last ones I it was cold yet when I weaned them, 
So I threw them in one of my hoop houses that I had for my meat chickens last year. Right. Um, which worked out excellent for them because I just bedded them heavy and <clears throat> they weaned enough until they got big enough. And then as soon as spring hit, I trained them right to electric fence and they've been out ever since. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, these guys are, they respect the fence to a point. Like, they're still piglets. So yep. they're st- they've been used to running under electric fence their entire lives. So now they're like, wait, I can't run through this one. Like, and there's only one wire in that one. So I had to like, because for people who are watching and don't know, pigs are super visual. So it's like, if they can see through it, they're going to try to go through it because they think they can. Yep. Um, so I like literally have just like makeshift boards like in front of the hot wire. So like they can't see through it and they can see the wire. But then Nino, the boar we kept is, is a little, <laughs> I love that fucking pig, but I'm like, you little son of a bitch. He just hops, yeah. hops over the board, surfs it into the landing area. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. You're lucky. You're goddamn lucky. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm invincible. You're keeping me for breeding. Exactly. Like, I can get away with anything. Yep. And I'm like, you fucking can, unfortunately. That- Oh, I think my wife shared it on Facebook, but that whole, if uh, beef packaging labels were accurate. Yes, I, lo- that I, was that. Funny. I loved it. it name, and it's name? accurate because. Oh, it's so accurate. You know, you care for those animals and stuff, but they're usually at least daily. There's one animal on your farm that gets you to the point where you're like, you're so lucky. Oh, yeah. That I haven't shot you yet. And for those, so, who, and for those who haven't seen this meme travel around it's a like was it uh it looked like a t-bone steak or something yeah and the label was humanely raised and processed verbally abused <laughs> like <laughs> but verbally abused or something yeah and it's so goddamn true like in the video I'm about to post i did like a i'll do like a cool like i'll sit in the pig pen because i'm training them on marshmallows to try mm-hmm. and like make it so it's like hey they're gonna come up to me when i carry this bag of marshmallows out or like we need to get them in a trailer or something yeah. So I've been trying to like go out and sit with them for like, even if it's like 20 minutes a day and just kind of get them used to me so I can get hands on them. And I'm like, I'll do that on camera. Like I'll just talk about them while I'm here, this, that, and the other. And these things are yep. jumping all over me. They're running around, biting me in the ass. Like at one point I'm like, I'm trying to film a YouTube video. I know you don't understand. You need to <laughs> calm down. Like, Yep. Yeah. Uh, the other ones that get your anxiety about fencing going a little bit. Oh, I don't uh, like it. Joe, don't the other day, it. I don't know what happened, but something happened and my fence was completely shorted out on that half of my property. And I went through and I cleaned it up and it's working great now. But I showed up in the morning to feed my pigs and half the feeders are, they're trotting up through the cow pasture like, hey, where's our feed? And I I'm like, it. I hate it. Yeah, I started cussing them out. But luckily the pigs are trained that, you know, feeding them by a bucket instead of having a bulk feeder has worked great for that because they yeah. know that I'm going to feed them. They went right over. I took the buckets and propped the wire because they wouldn't go back through the wire. You know, I was right. like, all right, you little, you know, you came out, go back in. Go back in. But they're like, that's a hot wire there. I can't do yeah, that. It's exactly. Like, you came out in the first place. Yep. So I I, they end up going right back in as soon as I propped them so they could jump through. But yeah. that definitely then they, is a benefit of the limited feed instead of doing the bulk feed. Yeah. It's because they just come right to you. It doesn't matter where you are. If you walk in with a bucket, if you walk across your yard with a bucket, you have their immediate attention. Yep. So how's it going, Rachel? What's going on, Rachel? 
Um, uh, yeah. Rachel's yeah. got some fun fencing coming up. Have you been following that in the group? Yeah. The Great Pyrenees. Yep. All the power to you, Rachel. We're here for you if you need help from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm considering, I'm hoping next spring, I would like to start going the border of my property with woven wire. At least the border. Um, just to keep stuff contained if they do get out. I haven't had a lot of issues. Luckily, my neighbors are pretty decent. Right. But if it happens continuously, they do start, you know, and it's harder down on my other neighbors because the cows get loose down there. It's just poly wire. But that's what, that's what he wants. He doesn't want permanent fencing down there. So I'm respectful of that, but he, he's not, he's never complained. He'll usually text me, Hey, cows are in the yard. Yeah. And I go right down and figure out what's going on. So it's, it's back and forth. That's why I don't raise ducks, Rachel. That's why yeah. they're, they're they are the devil poultry. I I think uh, mine are heading out this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. See ya. See ya. Yeah, they I are, think... uh, and they just hatched three more. Well, they hatched six. I got three left. Yeah, they are these hens. I've never had ducks that hatch this many babies, but those rowan hens that we got uh, last year, yeah. they are hatching machines. If if I have a fox problem right now, they took out my whole laying flock few months ago and uh they've been slowly picking off the ducks here and there but if it wasn't for that fox i'd probably be up to close to 50 ducks out of like eight that's how many they've hatched this year that's crazy yeah i i i honestly don't think i'll ever do ducks again like they've scarred me that much of just like yeah not gonna do it we enjoy them because we have a nice pond and stuff i'm I'm planning on doing a a fall homestead tour because i haven't done a tour of my whole property yet yeah. Um, I was really, I was kind of holding off until we could afford to buy a drone, but I'm going to do it. I might try to pull up uh aerial view map mm-hmm. and try to lay out some stuff and talk about it. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure exactly. I've been trying to plan for that for like the last couple months on how I'm going to do it. Yeah. One um, of my, one of my dream things to do is to get, my neighbor has a drone. I should just ask, ask her to do it, but it's more of getting it all printed out. I want to mm-hmm. do like a big, like chalkboard size, yep. fit, like photo of the property and like put uh, plexiglass over it. And it'll have like, that's more towards when the rest of the field is fenced in and there's rotation yeah. and stuff going on. But I like, that's, that would be a huge thing to be able to have a full bird's eye view of the property and then be able to just with like an expo marker be like, all right, these are going here. These got to go back over here. What's in here? Who's it going to kind of thing? Yeah. Like, that would be awesome. I'm going to need something like that when the kids start moving animals for me. Oh, yeah. They'll, yeah, that's the other thing of like, all right, pay attention. Look at this and look at it again yeah. and then help me. <laughs> Gage went with me the other night. Usually he's hesitant because he doesn't like walking that far. Like we don't have a four-wheeler or nothing to move. And once you get over to the neighbors, it's all downhill. So right. moving fence on there, you're going up and down the hill continuously walking. So, but he did pretty good. He stuck right out there. I think it was like quarter to nine by the time we got all said and done. And uh, even in dark and stuff, he's like, yeah. After a while, he got tired. I said, all right, you stay up here and wait for me. I'm going to come from this way. And I just gave him my phone to, so he had a light. Right. And he did. Uh, he that was pretty impressive. He did pretty good. I usually he'll start getting a little 
I want to go home. Can we go? Can we go back to the house? And but he hung right in there until I got it all done. Nice. Yeah, my uh, my wife and kids went to my mom's just to visit the other day, and uh, she called me on her way home, and she goes, "Leah, tell tell Dada what you got." We go, we got acorns. I'm like, all right. She pulled the awesome parenting hack of just like, hey, go pick up all the acorns you find on the ground. Yep. Leave me the fuck alone for like a half hour. Um, and she came back with like a giant like paper grocery bag full of acorns. I was like, nice. cool, awesome. And she's like, I want to go give, give them to Carmen. And I'm like, all right, fine. So we have been getting like nonstop rain. So the main paddock's a mud pit. And now Tally's alone. So mm-hmm. she's like, I need all the attention possible. So I'm like, all right, I'll carry you out and whatever. And then um, she was tossing them over the electric fence. And then my wife was like, come get the baby. So I grabbed Julia and I bring her over. So then I just put Julia down in the pen because I'm like, she's got no fear. She starts chasing the piglets. And I'm like, I get Leah over the fence. So she's hand feeding them. And I'm like, just be careful. Like those aren't soft to like yeah. grab a hold of, like they could nip you. And she goes, Nip. I'm like, they could bite you. She goes, <laughs> I'm like, you just need to be careful. You need to watch where your hands are, like, and pay attention. And of course, like Julia at this point is halfway across the paddock. Like these pigs are running for their lives, just one and a half with zero fear. And um, I just hear, ah! and I'm like, she got bit. Oh boy. And I walk over. They bit me. <laughs> and I'm like, so now I'm carrying both kids yep. back over through the mud. Tally's trying to like get attention. Yep. From me. I'm like, you son of a bitch. So I pass the baby over, uh, pass the baby over, get her over. And she starts walking in. I'm like, I'll go grab everything else. And I just, she's sobbing. My wife's trying to calm her down. Yep. And I just hear, I'm never going in there again. <laughs> I did a full 180. I went, hey, stay right there. And I get out of the pen and we take, and I'm like, come here. I'm like, I'm not mad at you. You're not in trouble, but we're going to go for a walk. And she looks at my wife like, uh-oh, is he going to kill me? Like, what's happening? <laughs> and I'm like, we're just going to go for a walk. And we walk down the laneway and our lawnmower that died in the middle of the laneway is still there. So I... Brought her down and I sat her on. I sat on the front of it and I'm like, okay, did you get scared? She goes, yeah. I'm like, did I tell you not to be very careful hand feeding them that they don't know any better? Yeah, but why? I'm like, they're babies. Like, they're like your sister. Like, they don't know any better. They're just trying to figure everything out. You're holding food and they don't know how to use use their mouths right yet. Like, they're still figuring it out. Well, it still wasn't nice. I'm like, they don't understand that. Like, I need you to promise me that you're never like you're not going to talk like that again. We love these. We love these guys. You love Carmen, right? She goes, I do love Carmen. <laughs> She's four. It's like, yeah, it, yeah. But it's like we had a good talk, and I was like, I want you to be a part of this. I want you to help me raise yeah. these and go through all of it because I want you to learn. She goes, learn what? I'm like, to be a good person. She goes, I want to yeah. be a good person. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so she goes, I'm like, are we good? And she goes, yeah. I'm like. You gonna go back in there with me someday? She goes, Yeah. I'm like, okay. Went back inside, got her popsicle. I'm like, but it was like just hearing her be like, I'm never doing this again. I was like, nope, nipping this in the butt now. Yeah. Like Gage gets that way. 
like what actually the other night we had the similar talk doing something. I just told him, don't do that. You'll probably get hurt. Mm-hmm. I was stringing. The neighbor had his pond cleaned out and there's big mounds of mud that's dried out now. Right. So I was walking across it, trying to string the fence across some sections. that had some really nice grass. And I told Gage, I said, don't walk across it. You're going to fall. Yeah. Uh, I strung one section of wire over and tied it to the poly wire. Slam. He's screaming, uh, you know, bloody murder. So I stand him up. I said, you know, you need to calm down. You need to toughen up. And same, same situation. You know, every once in a while he'll get angry and he'll be like, I don't know why we're farming. This is so hard. I don't want to do it. And he gets all mad. I, we need to get rid of these animals. He's like, when I get older, we're just killing all the animals, dad. We're just killing them all. Like, <laughs> that, that is the weirdest part about raising kids as a butcher. Yeah. That's, that's like the number one go-to. It's like, I yeah. see these things dead all the time. Why are we even doing this? Yep. Cause that's her, that's her go-to all the time. It's like, can we just shoot it? Yeah. Like, no, we can't just shoot it. And there's always that little bit in the back of your head of like, you're right. Like you are absolutely correct that this sucks. Yep. But I've put all the eggs in this basket. This is all we got. You will, yep. you will not have an inheritance because it's all going to feed. I don't yeah, know what to tell you. Exactly. But that's where we are with life. <laughs> yeah. Feed is outrageous. Dude. I, I really, I got to start looking at my options for a bulk grain, bin, at least for the we, pig feed for the winter. We're trying to do the same. I, I'm thinking I'm, I'm just going to end up building it out of wood and putting yeah. a metal roof over it and going that route. What I do right now is I use a old chest freezer. I, mm-hmm. If I could find another one, that would be awesome because I could probably fit a ton in both. But right now I'm buying like eight bags at a time. Yeah. Selling it. And of course now I'm between all of them. I have 17 on the ground right now. I mean, I limited feed, but it's yeah. to weight and everything, but it's still it's over, two, you over two five gallon buckets for all yeah. 17. Like, yep. So that's it's, where I'm at right now. I've got the both pastures with all my, my two, you know, each pasture has two breeding sows. Plus, I got my boar, nine feeders with the set. Now I got seven piglets. So, yeah. Uh, so the, feed, Sell the problem is, the is the places now. around here. To buy bulk feed, I can get one ton sacks. I just don't have a good place to put it inside where mice, rats, and stuff won't get into it and keep it out of the weather because I utilize my whole garage for a barn right now. So I'm rotating. Like when I start milking the cows again, I got to run the cows through there. They'll get into it. So a bulk bin's the best way, but to have them deliver it in bulk, you have to buy a minimum of three ton. Yeah. We're looking at, we're looking at one of the silos, like the big torpedo ones. My buddy got one, um, Carlisle, who was on here before. Yep. He he only said he spent like sixteen hundred bucks on it, and I'm like, that's not awful. And I think they financed it. And it's like he has a contact for bulk feed as well. That it's like you're gonna be, it's gonna be half the price. And I'm yeah. like, ah, I know. And it's with the size we're getting to, it's like I need to, like yeah, I need it's... to do something. Yeah, Rachel down here says 50 guy 55 gallon drums. Yeah, that does work, but on the level of yeah, for her rabbit, she's saying when you're rabbit, yeah, we're yeah, yeah. we're getting to the tonnage. Just wait until you get a couple hundred rabbits. It's not cheap anymore. No, I've never done that. Yeah. Yeah. We never got huge with rabbits, and I'm so glad we didn't. I enjoyed them. Speaking of I haven't done a video on that yet or shared it, but I got two litters of rabbits too that are like three weeks old. 
So, oh, yep. never a dull moment. No, I've got what I'm up to. I got four breeding does and two bucks. And yeah. I, it, I do it for just us, but now I'm starting to slowly get people that I'm selling to and I'm making okay money off of selling rabbits processed. Yeah. Um, I just had a guy reach out to me a couple months ago um, asking me about non-GMO or organic. I'm just having a hard time sourcing not at least even non-GMO or rabbit feed. And right. then online I can get it and order it, but it's like, I got to make, you have to buy like 20 bags to make it worth it. And then you're looking at like, it's like $1,200. I don't have $1,200 to put into it to even. So I'm looking at like, I'm going to have to charge like 50, $55 a rabbit processed. Yeah. There definitely, there definitely is a line that you need to figure out what side of it you're on when it comes to your customers that, cause there are people that are looking for non-GMO, non-soy, like all of that. And there, because I I came to that point recently, because I had a customer that was like, "Well, I'm not buying a pig from you because of like you yeah. you soy sometimes and this that and the other." And I'm like, "Okay, then don't. I don't know what to tell you. I will find someone that will buy it. Yeah. I and understand. I understand, and I don't really hold you against anything. I I completely yep. get it. But and it, I would love to go that route because it's it's in the long run it's better. But like um uh another YouTube channel is telling you about right before we started um, yep. my buddy Cruz there he had just touched base on that and he's having trouble because he's in the, the mindset right now of um the chemicals they they spray the right. stuff with you know being transferred into the feed and I get it but I cannot I cannot get enough people to switch over and even like he said even with the non-gmo and organic feeds they're still they're still allowed to spray with certain chemicals so you're still right. oh, no matter what you do unless you grow it yourself or source it from a local farm that does you know for sure does not spray his crops it's tough to you're never going to get away from it if you never animals that eat grain you're never fully going to get away from it and then there's a, the other side of it where it's like you're also not going to tell me that it it's not helpful like yeah. these other grains and stuff like that you're also not going to tell me that it's not going to good put a good finish weight on something in a month. Yeah. Like yeah. as opposed to whatever GMO, like non-GMO organic thing yeah. that you've probably paid too much for and it doesn't have what it needs in it. Like, yeah. So I get it. I do. But there's also a part of me that's just like, I, I don't know. At when I first point, started getting into uh, learning about being prepared and stuff, yeah. this is when me and my wife first got together. I, uh, I own my own robotics business for a while and I traveled. What? <laughs> yeah. 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 We've never touched on like stuff that I've done before. Um, but for Get a couple years, it. I go for it. Yeah. Yeah. For a couple of years, I, I had a robotics programming business and uh, me and a couple of my buddies, we traveled around and uh, program. There was a lot of industrial welding right. robots and stuff. We worked, I, I worked down in Mexico for oh, you did quite a few that. months. Yeah. Yep, that's what I was doing down there was programming robots and stuff down in their plants. And um, but while traveling around, uh, I had time a couple in a couple jobs where I had a few days off and you can't do anything when you're gone. You're not home. Right. So I sat down and I figured out how much land you'd need and how many animals to keep just your family fed. And I went through for New York State on, you know, the bare minimum, what you can grow for 
you know, corn and soy and all that. And like, I had it all wrote down. I can't remember the exact numbers now, but I spent crazy amount of hours trying to figure out, okay, if I keep 20 chickens and two, a breeding pair of pigs saying that you can't get anything from anyone else and you have to source everything from yourself or neighbors, this is how much land you need. And it's, it gets to a point where you're like, there's, you just can't be completely self-sufficient unless you're willing to live off the bare minimum. Right. Yeah. There needs to be a level of like, you're not going to, you can live sustainably forever. Yeah. With zero luxury or yeah, you, you are living baseline at nothing, but you're completely self-sustaining. And there is a line with that too, that you got to figure out Mm -hmm. for you personally. And and it's, it's tough having, you know, small kids and, you can't just shut your power off, especially, I mean, I couldn't, I could not do that right now. I couldn't shut my power off and nope, no. we're done. We're not doing a power anymore. No. God bless the people that can, but yeah. But then there's, also, the Amish there's, also the people, there's also people that can't and they still do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, uh... yep. Yeah, I was talking to the Amish today. I said, yeah, they have those power outages. We might have to shave a mustache off and start dressing like you guys, get my horse and buggy out. He's like, we got one lined up for you right here. <laughs> I do I do 90% of my business with the Amish. We buy, we have, I get all most of my animal feed from the Amish. Unless I start buying in bulk, I'll have to buy from another local place. Um, they have a chainsaw shop, sawmills, steel shop, um, dry goods stores, a couple of those. There's a couple of medicine places greenhouses that we have local, the dry goods lady. I actually talked to her when we went and bought sugar and uh, I'm thinking I'm going to end up buying a lot of my spices and seasonings in bulk. We're going to do our own mixes for sausage and stuff out of the butcher shop. Nice. So yeah, she's like, yeah, as long as you give me a week ahead, you know, order a week ahead, I can get it around for you. Make sure we got everything. So I think that's the route I'm going to go because she's really inexpensive. I can't, I can't beat her prices for what I can order somewhere else. Even pre-mixed stuff right. is going to be more expensive than what I can get through her. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I wish, I wish I had something like that. We got nothing up here. Like, yeah, I just, I, I have everything in my cart now that I need for my like fall order. Yeah. Um, it's, it's honestly not bad. I really just need sausage seasoning and a couple other yep. things. Now, do you do pre-mixed or you mix your own pre-mixed. seasonings? Pre-mixed. Yeah, I get it. I buy all my stuff off Walton's. Yep. Um, and they're awesome. Everything, I, every interaction I've had with them has been great. Yeah, um, I've got a whole cart full from Walton's right now of stuff that I need for the shop. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just get the Excalibur seasonings yep. that they have. All my customers love them. I'm finally, if any of my customers are watching, I'm getting breakfast breakfast sausage seasoning. So that's been a thing. I've limited yep. it just to like hot and sweet. Just to like keep me going. Simple, and every year, yeah. every year they're like, Do you have breakfast? I'm like, I don't have breakfast yet. Like, I don't. Yep. The closest yeah, thing we're doing, I, I think we're starting with five, five flavors is yeah. what we're, we're trying to keep it basic. I think we're going to do a breakfast, a maple breakfast, and then we're going to do uh, sweet and hot Italian, and then maybe uh, kielbasa. Yeah. Just the basic, what, you pretty much are going to see at any shop. That's what most people want. Right. Um, we might expand in the future, but just starting out, I think that's a good oh, that's more than starting enough, point. Sure. Yeah. I think the only thing I would add now 
is um, the chorizo. That's, I've seen it, but that's not very common here. Yeah, there it's not. For some reason, it is here. For some reason, yeah. chorizo is like, yep. everyone has it here. And I'm like, you know where we are, right? <laughs> but yeah, I've never even it. tried it myself. It. It's delicious. We had it at the um, USDA shop I worked at. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. So I honestly have never it's even hot. heard of that until uh, Tiffany was talking about that yeah. when we did our roundtable. Yeah. So I've, I've never even tried it. I'd like to try it. I mean, if it's something that's really good and it's something, especially if, if I'm the only shop around this whole area that does it and people start actually getting a taste for it, it might work out in my favor. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Something new that's, I, mm-hmm. it is hot. I will say that, okay. but it's like a good, like smoky hot. Hmm. Um, and my thought is if anyone wants maple, I'll like maple breakfast sausage. I'll just add maple syrup and it'll be fine. That's I think we're either going to do that or one of my, I've got quite a few friends. I mean, we're in, right. maybe, everybody says Vermont, but Vermont ends up shipping a lot of stuff from New York, New Hampshire. To right. Make up their yeah. I was going to say we're in that spot too. We're there, there <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's one thing. If I ever moved out of New York state, I'd want to move to a state that I could still do at least a little maple syrup for myself. Yeah. Like the second that I just said that of like, oh yeah, no, we have a ton here too. I went, oh yeah, I, can, I have three people I could call and get like mm-hmm. maple syrup in bulk. Yeah. Like yeah. We played around with it last year when we butchered uh, uh, my feeders last year, me and my brother played around with it. We did, um, I just, I had some Aunt Jemima stuff or whatever. I'm right. oh, better not corn, say that. We'll get corn, canceled out here. Corn syrup. <laughs> yeah. Well, we put that in there just cause it was cheaper versus the real stuff. And you, they're, yeah, night and day difference. Oh God! Um, yeah. But another thing I was thinking of just maple sugar instead of maple syrup. See what I did. Mix? That would that would actually probably work really. That would actually probably work better, honestly. Yeah. Um, one year, I screwed up and or like the packaging was screwed up, and all of the sweet the like just normal sweet sausage I got was hot sausage. Mm-hmm. So I just had. All hot sausage, no sweet sausage in the middle of freaking hunting season. Yep. And I'm like, Ugh. and I'm Sorry. like, on the phone with my mom who has prime. I'm like, I'm about to send you to send you a link. I need you to order seven of these off of Amazon because they'll be at your house tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. and um, I was in the middle of grinding a bear. All the seasoning was already in. And I'm like, I'm on the phone with the guy and I'm like, listen, this is where we're at. All your sausage is hot sausage currently. What I can do is add brown sugar to one of them and we'll dull it down a little bit and we'll see. And he's like, yeah. that's fine. All right. And it was all link sausage. That was, it was a, it was the biggest bear I've done so far. And I think it was 170 pounds of mm-hmm. brine because he ground the whole thing into links. I was like, oh. so yeah, and you charge uh, extra for links and stuff. Oh yeah, people are like, I don't understand why they charge extra for this or they charge extra for that. You don't days. realize how much more work. work that is. Oh my god! Because you gotta like people are like, well, it's just grind. It shouldn't be any more work. You gotta debone every stick, little piece of meat off that animal. And you know, if you're even if you're doing boneless cuts, you're still at half the work right. of just grinding the whole thing. Yeah, it's a lot. But um, I get that all the time. It's like, why do you charge so much for link sausage? And I was like, well, my boss, one of his, his one of his parting words when I left the USDA shop when I was working on my cut sheets, 
I was like, cause they were awesome that I, they were like, if you have any questions on anything, come talk to us. Like we'll figure it out together. That's fine. So I'm talking about my cut sheet and everything. And my boss just goes, if you don't want to do link sausage, price it, yeah, price it up. And I'm like, yeah, but that's crazy. And he goes, if people want it bad enough, they'll pay they for will, it. Yeah, they will. Pay. And the people that don't want it that bad aren't going to buy it. I'm yeah, like, see, I don't even think we're going to put, I th- I don't think, at least at first, I don't think we're going to offer It's not it. on mine. I took it off of my cut sheets. Because but if people ask, I go, this is the price. Yeah. Especially for the amount of animals that I hope yeah. that we're going to be putting through a week. Because both my kids are in school now, so I don't have the responsibility of, I got to watch that's, my, you know, like you have. That's so, so nice. They just, you know, Gage just went into kindergarten this year. So right. both of them are going to be gone all day. So I'm hoping that I can put out a fair amount of animals on a weekly basis, depending on bookings. And, uh, I, cause right now with all the overhead, we have putting up a brand new shop and all the stuff. I don't, I need to get stuff moving through there. Oh, so I'm sure. hoping we keep getting delayed on everything. Like the trusses are delayed. So that's delayed finishing up the dry, dry into the building. I haven't got the freezer moved in there yet, which I need to do. And which delaying the, getting that end wall built is also delaying my me putting electric service on because it has to go on that end wall. Right. And then that's also delaying the spray foam guy, which is delaying the interior getting put in and everything else getting finished. Right. So I'm going to be pushing it really, really close. If not, I don't even, at this point, I'm not sure if I'm going to open up when I am hoping to. Yeah. Just because everything keeps getting shoved back, which it's, it is what it, it'll get open when it gets open. I was just hoping to be open by rifle season to have that heavy influx of venison, try to pack the bank account with some, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> fast money. And cause you know, like you guys were talking about the other night, you know, on the podcast you were on, uh, or the other day, I should say, yeah, yeah, uh, Jack podcast. Yep. you know, moving through and get, once you get a rhythm down, you can pump out, you know, in a decent eight hour day, you can put a lot of venison out. Oh yeah. And depending on what you, you know, you charge, that's a, you know, a good chunk of money per day. So mostly cash. Yep. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Mostly cash, but we are, we are going just because we do plan on going USDA. We are going with, we are putting a a small credit card machine and we got to charge for it. It sucks, but it is what what it is. is. it really is what it is. And it's like, that was something that I had to get over to when we first started. Cause I still kind of wanted to be the nice guy and kind of be like, yeah. I, I know I let me do this or like, yeah. let me push this. Cause hopefully it'll make it like, I'll have the time. And there just needs to be a point where you just go. I can't like, I can't, I, and I'm not yeah. going to feel bad about it because I can't, or I'm not going to make it at this time. This isn't going to get done here because I'm only one person I'm trying to do it all because it's, that's the hardest part. Like, do you have employees like in mind or are you just running it, running it and gunning it yourself? To start, it's going to be me. Danae will probably jump in and help here and there where she can. Right. uh, With packaging, but she's also going to be doing the office work and scheduling and stuff um, on top of her full-time job. So right now I'm just planning on me. My brother said he'd help part-time here and there when he can. Um, but I'm not going to try pulling him away from his full-time job. Oh, yeah. Just because it's 
I want to make sure that I have a good steady customer base before I try hiring anybody. Right. I want to get a, a season under my belt, make sure I get a kind of get leveled out, stable, and just see how things go. I don't I think I that, can't, no, go for it. I can't just hire someone on in the hopes that I have people lined up to because even with that, you're gonna um even with having that schedule, there's a lot of uh cancellations and stuff that happen. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to mitigate that too. We're kind of thinking that we're going to charge a a fee for the scheduled days um, and see how it goes. I don't know how it's going to work, right? but we're trying to, even if, even if it's 50 bucks for the day and say they have four pigs or two beef scheduled $50. That's yeah. That's, and then just, we're thinking maybe if they cancel two months before their date, We'll give it back. We'll refund it. Right. But anything under that, we're not going to, because now you've made it a headache to work, fill those dates up in a, especially starting out. Right. You know, we don't have the customer base underneath us right now to call people like you were talking about the one day and say, Hey, I got openings. You got anything that you can, you know, bring in, you got any, you know, right. short notice, but I, we're going to do the Facebook page for the butcher nice. shop and we'll probably post any openings, short notice openings on that. And no, that's a, that's a huge, cause I do that too. We have one for yep. the shop and like when that, all, all that stuff happened, I like edited together like a cool video of just yeah. like, Hey, we got openings for this, that, and the other thing. And that's dude, it's terrifying. When I lost yeah. that main, when I lost that main customer, I lost three, six, nine, like 10 beef for the yep. rest of the year. And I was like, Oh boy. Like yeah, this yeah. is going to be interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's, I, it's tough. It's it, You worry about that stuff because it's not anything you can control. So there's a one other shop that I was supposed to go run. They mm-hmm. started doing the, they charged, you know, a certain deposit fee on their slots. Yeah. And I haven't heard how that's gone or how they've been doing. Um, mm-hmm. They went full USDA. Right. So, um, but I'm thinking even if it's a minimal, not many farmers are going to want to part with 50 bucks. No. You no. know, it's just you can't afford to. So I'm hoping if we charge fifty dollars, that they're either going to call and cancel plenty of time ahead, right? And then, like we had talked about, we get steady customers that are they bring in so many stuff. They're always on time. We might just You're good. say, okay, yeah. we're not going to charge them that fee anymore. We know they're reliable. If something happens, it's an emergency. We'll work with people. I'm not going to be right. A complete dick, unless it's happening all the time. Money out of their pockets, but it's also like, hey, I'm also running a business. Yes. Technically, we need each other in this, so don't be a dick. (laughs) Like, give me fifty bucks, and at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah, we'll do it on a you know basis thing, and if there's people that do it frequently, they'll pretty much go on a red flag list that they're going on the bottom of the priority list, and or or they're just no longer going to be coming. Yeah. Because you will get to you will get to a point real quick where you're yeah. just like, oh, okay, I've got a customer base and we're good. Because it's like for an update on that on my end to anyone who's listening, like now we're at the point where I'm pretty much booked again fully for the rest of the year. There's a couple openings, but it's like I'm good. If anything, mm-hmm. if anything, it made the rest of my year easier. Because I did a lot of bending, bending around to try and make that customer fit in and work. And now, now I'm almost enjoying it again because I feel like I'm running and gunning again. I'm just like, woo, 
all right, we're having fun now. Random, random, random pigs coming in on random days. Like, but yeah. looks like you got a uh, new guy in here. All right, what do we got down here? Oh, all right, what's going on, Yorkshire? Hmm, where's that? I don't know. Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's over in England. Oh, oh yeah. from across the pond. Look at that. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, we're getting we're getting figured out. Like I literally just had a dude. I was I was in the shop for about 13 hours yesterday getting a beef fully done because I knew I didn't have the times. Yep, from England. Well, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Um, Very cool. You're getting international. Now. I know that's crazy. <laughs> what? Um, but uh, I I was in the shop and I was like. Again, I still have the one 12 inch bar like yep. chamber sealer. So I'm doing all the burger and I'm like, uh, like every 20 seconds going back. Need, to, need to bite the bullet after deer season and get you at least a second one. At least a second one. I do. I need to. It's it's getting ridiculous at this Speaking point. Speaking of vacuum sealers, mine finally came in. I gotta go pick it up. Yes. Um, but anyway, and all of a sudden I just hear a knock on the garage door. I'm like, what? So I like go out guy in the driveway like what's going on and he goes and we both look at each other and we're like i know you but i have no idea who you are and like we both essentially said that we reintroduced each other he brought a deer to me or his buddy brought a deer Mm -hmm. um and he goes i am coming to see if you have any openings and i'm like you're gonna have to be a little more specific than that of like when where what i have no idea yeah um but he got to telling me there was a butcher shop about an hour hour north of me that they burned down. I'm not going to say this, that, or the other, but they caught on fire and they were in the rebuilding mm-hmm. process. And um, he goes, so I was scheduled up there and he used the guy's uh, first name. So I knew he was kind of friendly with him. And, uh, he goes, he called me last night and said that he's not going to be open. He doesn't have equipment and he doesn't know when he's going to have equipment. And I'm like, he was taking appointments when he didn't know he was going to have equipment. Mm-hmm. Like, excuse me. And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty pissed. I'm like, all right, well, what do we got? And he's got three beef and he's like, whenever you can get them in before winter. Like I'm really trying not to carry these things over the winter. Yeah. He's more of a, like buy a cow and finish them. Mm-hmm. over the um spring summer fall i'm like that's a solid plan like <laughs> but um we were just talking know, about that the other day i know like i was like <laughs> ah that is a good idea but anyway so but it's nice now i was able to sit down today look at the schedule i called a handful of people like the people i have coming in next week i'm like yeah we're good all right cool and then i had one person that was like actually if you got a later date or whatever that would be good so we went through all the rest of his appointments for the year, which opened mm-hmm. up a day next week and the week after. And I'm like, perfect. Cool. Call the guy. He's like, yeah, I'll have him there. Whatever time you need me. That worked out. This is all new to you. Are you not in the farming community and you somehow just ended up <laughs> in a farming? This podcast? is going to look great. I know. We appreciate <laughs> having you. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting, and then of course it kind of frees up deer season a little bit more. Like, yeah, 
because I don't take any archery at all. Like I had people prepping me because yesterday was archery opener. Yeah. So like all last week I had people like, you're taking my deer, right? And I'm like, sure ain't. Like, (laughs) sorry, buddy. Yeah. And it's like, it was a handful of random people, which I appreciate. I appreciate them giving me a call first instead of just getting the call. Cause then I do feel bad when I have to be like, yeah, I got this dough on the ground and it's 80. And it's like, yeah, I apologize. Bad, buy some ice because I have a cooler full of beef that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not taking it in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at some point, once we have a second kind of walk in situation, I might do more of it, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, I gotta uh, figure that out too, which it won't happen this year. Next year, I'm debating because basing it off previous years of doing it on the side for, you know, all the hunting camps and stuff around here, I'll probably do it. I'll probably do like the last week of archery because that's when a lot of people are taking off trying to hit the rut for our area. And then that'll, then the, at least rifle season, but they extended rifle season here. So we got, from the week before Thanksgiving all the way through middle of December, there's a week off for between Christmas and New Year's or right before Christmas. And then the week between Christmas and New Year's, they opened another week up. Right. Can't even easily have guns there. Yeah. yeah. That's why we jump ship. America. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. And Rachel, I think this is. The nicest description of me of this podcast I've ever gotten. He's After she me. she told everybody that we're a little slow. Oh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what, Rachel? I take it back. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a it's a juggle. It really is. And it's I forget the reason why you're not supposed to hang beef and venison. There's something like it's something that the venison can carry that can cross contaminate. Yeah. Because it's not a farm raised animal so they can't be controlled to what they come in contact with and if you don't have it all tested and it's easier just not to do it because you get caught doing it and you lose everything over something stupid for a hundred dollar deer or whatever right you know it's so it is what it is but it's always fun um yeah so we were chatting about something beforehand yeah talking we, we were talking about we both are now in the midst of figuring out all of our winter projects or projects we need to get done before winter, yep. which usually ends up being the projects that you're running around full speed the week before or two days before you see snow in the forecast. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we were just shooting the shit on what we're doing with that. And Joe had a freaking awesome idea that we are definitely going to try and figure out. And we are, well, Joe, you talk about it. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, for some reason, the thought popped in my head right before I hopped on here, but I was thinking about doing, uh, like a small collab videos with, uh, Kyle and pretty much out anybody, any small YouTuber, I just thought it'd be cool to get some names out. You know, we're, we're only at a couple hundred here. I got like 165 last time I looked subscribers, just try to get a bunch of small channels and I mean, big channels too. I don't really, it, yeah. I'm not, I don't have a preference. I don't care, but just get a bunch of people do like a collab on uh, what your plans and what you're doing to prep your homestead or small farm 
for uh, winter, what you're, what's coming up for the winter. Um, I know down south it probably won't be as crazy. They got ice storms and stuff. So, But right. even just to hear, it, it'd be cool to give everybody an idea if we can get some people across different states and yeah. see what everybody's doing and just do a collab and just give people that are new to it um, ideas of what they might not have thought of, you know, for – um, what they what they need to do with their animals, even, you know, people first time doing chickens or rabbits or whatever, you know, stuff. Because I, I, even when I first started, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know and I didn't have YouTube or anything back then to to learn from. So right. that's the whole point of me doing my channel anyways. I, I'm trying to teach people as much stuff or giving people ideas. So I, I thought it'd be a pretty cool idea to collab and try to get a few channels to do it no no and i agree and i think that's an awesome idea because i feel the same way about my channel it's like i feel like i'm almost giving back mm -hmm. to all the things i did learn off youtube of like yeah, exactly yeah um but yeah because i know i have a ton of shit that i need to get done i still need to re redo that entire winter pasture to get it ready yep. for pigs which i'm not looking forward to <laughs> dealing with all that but it is what it is um but it's also I like I'm sure you have these random things that look crazy around your farm, but mm -hmm. for some reason they work perfectly through the winter, and that's why you've done them. Yeah, like one of my big work. projects for the winter is uh, my pig setup. I got to figure out something different because now I've got my two blue butt gilts. I'm trying to breed them for January. Um, mm -hmm. Is what my goal is. So I need something a little bit better for two pigs to be faring in the middle of winter because I did that last year and. It was a nightmare. I mean, it worked out for the one, but the other one lost her piglets. And I just right. trying to mitigate that stuff. Plus, I want something a little bit stronger um, in case the power outages that they're talking about happens. And I only have electric fence to hold my pigs in. Mm, that's and, not, you know, no in the, with the snow load that we get and they're, what they're calling for this year, it grounds the fence out and stuff. And you get three foot of snow over your fences that are only, you know, my top wire on my pig pen for most of it, it's only knee high at the most. Right. Snow could drift over that in a heartbeat. And then you oh, got absolutely. a pathway for the pigs to walk right over top of it. So yeah. I've got some cattle panels and stuff. I'm planning on making a couple solid pens that I can keep them in, you know, in yeah. case something like that happens. Yeah, no, it's cause that's, that's the same reason I half the time. I don't even have the electric on. Yeah. Like over some of the winter because well the past couple of years, cause I only really had beef to worry about. Yeah. Um, that it was like it would just short out in that pen constantly. So I'm like, I'm just gonna turn it off. It has woven wire. I don't need to worry about it. It's fine. <clears throat> but it's also like what you talked about for like we had a couple summers where we had a couple micro bursts or mm -hmm. whatever. We didn't have power for three days. Yep. And it's like it is nice to have that solid pen that you can get them into quick that it's like, all right, I don't have to worry about it because it's woven wire like they still think the fence is on until they touch it but um yeah having a solid structure is definitely i'm so glad i've gone that way yeah. right off the bat like i didn't start start with it and build a whole bunch of infrastructure now i have to go back even though yeah i am also still doing that now <laughs> yeah I, when i did it when i started doing it here going friends farm and i was like I want to get them on my property. I want to start getting back into farming because we sold everything when we moved from our old property to here. 
mm-hmm. to try to go get into it slow. But then I always do that where I'm, you know, I get my mindset and I'm just going for it. I'm right. doing it no matter what I'm getting it done. So a lot of my fencing is temporary, but I was modeling that after, um, uh, just a few acres farm Pete there. He's over yep. here in central New York and, uh, all his stuff's temporary for his beef cows and stuff, but you know, his pigs are inside for the winter usually. And, uh, at my old property, most of my pastures for the goats and stuff that I had there, it was solid wire with just a strand in there. So I, that, I do the same thing. I'd shut the electric off and I had to worry about it. And we right. had uh, a few years back, I want to say it was, we got, had a pretty bad snowstorm and knocked out the power for three or four days. That yeah. was weird. Yeah. It's all good. We we figured it out. We got we huh. we know what you're saying. Yeah. Um so yeah it just that that made it a lot harder so with what they're I don't know um what for the whole New England area, but for New York here, they're talking about possible power outages throughout the winter because of our current situation with how our power is being supplied and where we're getting it from. Uh, thank you. Thanks to our lovely governor mm. and yeah, other yeah. government. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, we always end up losing power up here over the winter, at least for a little bit. We need. I need to get a better gener- generator. We just got a dinky one right mm-hmm. now that I end up running around the property with, like trying right, to put this freezer off for a couple yeah. hours. Put this freezer off for a couple hours. Put this freezer on for a couple hours. Like that's. I don't even usually use the generator for anything else but freezers. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's gonna be cold or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, we're expecting a pretty crazy winter up here this year. Like, yeah. a couple couple footer storms and it, if this summer is anything to compare it off of we're freaking screwed like seriously because i mean up here it's like it just rained non-stop like it was just so freaking rainy this year and i remember sitting out there after like a three-day rainstorm onto the fourth day just going if this was snow we would be so fucked right now yeah yeah, I mean, we haven't been horrible. I mean, we've had a decent amount of rain in the late part of the summer. We were super dry in the beginning part in, in the right. spring. It was it's it's been crazy this year. Um, yeah, Rachel, uh, about the supplemental heat. Yeah, um, we our house is heated with a standalone propane heater right now, but I am putting in a wood stove in our basement also. Yeah, don't oh, I put it out on the internet? They're gonna come arrest me now because I live right. in New York. But uh, I don't care. I'm are they, putting, are they putting limitations on wood stoves now too? Oh yeah, she's trying to get rid of wood and gas, everything electric, wow. and you can't do anything. Yeah, it's any new builds uh, by next year, um, all electric appliances. Uh, they're or trying to pay a hundred dollar rebate to go buy blankets because you're all going to freeze to death. Exactly, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't. I get so frustrated talking oh, sure. about it, but. I don't care. I'm not going to let my kids freeze. So I'm no. putting a damn wood stove in there. I've got probably a whole winter's worth of wood cut already. Yeah. And 
I've got a year, maybe a year and a half that's cut down from clearing for the butcher shop and what I've been just cleaning up the property because it was completely Perfect. overgrown right. uh, when we moved in. So I'm not going to not utilize that. So, yeah. You know, ultimately, I'd love to have a wood cook stove. It's one thing oh, I've always wanted. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I just have my house is super small. I have no place to put it. There's yeah. no way I'm getting it down in my basement. Yeah. So we, yeah, we've got a wood stove back in this room. But this room is like, this is my man cave, whatever area at this mm-hmm. point now. And it used to, it's, it used to be out what I'm assuming is a patio and yeah. they just did it all in. So it's completely disconnected from the rest of the house. Like this over here is the barn. So that's kind of insulated. Yeah. But um, we have the wood stove out here, but it's just like a, the smallest yodel you yeah. can get to heat this room. So it's like in those situations, I do have that thing blasting. Like it is just ripping. But again, like we live in, like we have a big farmhouse. It's not going to touch. No, but at least you, I mean, worst case scenario, you guys all go to that one room and you stay warm. So yeah, Yeah, usually, usually it ends up me, me like sitting up here like a, uh, just like an old hobbit or old hermit. And I send my kids and my wife to like my mom's house for like whatever couple days. Cause it's like, they, she's been super good. They've got another guest room of just like, I can't like, we can't all leave because we have a shit ton of animals that need to be mm-hmm. fed and watered and all that. Yep. And like, you can all stay warm. There's no reason for you to be here. Like I'll deal yeah. with it. Cause it's also, we've gotten used to it. Like our town is like the last town to get fixed. Yep. Every single time. But what's super frustrating is because again, Maine is like right here, like it's mm-hmm. 500 yards. And it's a pain in the ass, but it's also nice because my buddy Trevor, Trevor, who's in Maine, will just be like, Oh, my heat's on. I'm like, You son of a bitch. Yeah. But it's also, it's also <clears throat> saved my, it's also saved my ass in the path because it's like, Hey, I'm coming over to get water and I strap a bunch of the 55 gallon plastic barrels to the, inside of the tractor bucket and I just yeah. go down there and I shoot the shit with him for an hour while I fill buckets. Cause it's like, I got it. All these animals still need water. Like <clears throat> see K bunk. Yep, showed up. Coal stoves. <clears throat> that would I, be great. If you could find coal in New York. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Like coal last year went from, I want to say it was around 180 a ton, went up to 440 a ton. Yeah. In, in just the one season, because everybody that had coal locally around here that was selling it were was told, this is all you're getting. There's no more for you. That's crazy. sell what you have, and that's it. That's so <clears throat> So I'd really like, honestly, I'd like to have one of the uh, Harmon Mark series stoves. Yeah. Because you do wood or coal in it, then it gives you a little bit of options. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have a, like a big wood stove in the basement. I just don't know how we'd set it up like to be in there. But just to have supplemental heat for that part of the house. Because it's like when it's not in there, it's... I don't know how far down in PA you guys are, but I'm only like 40 minutes from the PA border. So if you guys want to truck some up to me, that'd be great. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we got to come for your ammo, too, because what she did this week, so. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. She's yeah. following New Mexico? 
Yep. Background checks and on, on all ammo sales. And when you go, you have to fill out a form saying, telling them, uh, what you have for guns. And if you don't disclose everything you have and they find out, otherwise you're a felon. So. Oh, oh boy. Yep. Great yeah. times. I will say our governor has his ups and downs, but I will say he came out and was like, yeah, no, we're a second amendment sanctuary state. Like don't even try. Don't even, we will not help you. We will not do anything to support anything you're trying to do. Be careful when you go up north because you will die. <laughs> I hate when uh, it's time to um, vote for governor because you see all the Republican people that are like they're advertising out here. It's like you don't need to tell us. Go to the city and tell them. Right. Go down there and put the work in down there because that's where we need it. Right. And then, of course, just... New York City just dominates everything, and there's no way you'll ever get a Republican governor. <laughs> I'm in uh, western New York in Allegheny County. So I'm right off uh, 86 Expressway. Yeah. Yeah, New Hampshire's a weird one because it's in the president, like in the presidential elections, we always end up going blue. But I'm pretty sure like our entire um, like state government is Republican. Yeah, and it's like, and then it's, of course, you look at the course, maps for New York, it's the same way, except yeah. for Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Albany, and New York City. Yeah, all the major cities in the most of the population. And Buffalo was starting to, it was Turn teetering for, yeah, yeah, it was, it was going that way. Yeah, because we have, we have Manchester, Rochester, um, Concord, like all mm -hmm. them, they're all blue. And then, but it's then we also have, because New Hampshire is like the free state. So we have like, I think the biggest libertarian population, like in the country. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, are we helping? Are we not? Cause it's, I, I'm definitely in the libertarian bracket for sure. More anarchy than anything. Yeah. But um, it's like, yeah, it's such a weird state. And it's of course, like one of the major states, which I'm like, also how, how are we one of the major states yeah. to decide this? But I tried to move to Missouri uh, a couple of years back. I really wanted to, but I understand my wife, you know, all, all the families here. And yeah. So. Hey, Mike. Oh, we got Philippine Nomad in the group. Yeah. See, now everyone's starting to pour in. Yeah. Of course, right at right, the end. Right at the end. Right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, we don't judge you guys. You're going to no, have to move no, back to love you. We nine o'clock like here. Tim does. I know. Well, he's out in Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. The first yeah, it's nine o'clock for us. He was saying something the other night about that. I watched, I got yeah. in there for a while. Yeah. I was like, the first time I got booked on it, I was like, nine o'clock. Okay. All right. And yeah. It was like on a Sunday when I knew my wife wasn't going to be home till like nine 30. So I had the yeah. kids solo and I'm like, God forbid these kids wake up in the middle of me doing this. Cause at that mm -hmm. point it was my biggest show I had ever done. And I'm like, Oh boy. Yeah, I need to start applying for some of the bigger shows when I start slowing down here. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to get on some more. It's just we can help you for sure. Yours works out perfect for me because usually yeah. Saturday night at eight, I I know for a fact I can make it as long as I hammer everything. I mean, I barely made it today, but it's a craziness this time of year. So, well, it's it it, it is one of those things where it's like 
I I have my podcast at eight o'clock on Saturdays mm-hmm. because yeah, I have an hour to make sure my kids are asleep because yep. they still go to bed pretty early. I have an hour to make sure my kids are asleep and my wife's not here because she's working. So I don't need to make like all I have to do is get the kids to sleep, run around, do all my chores, get everything done. Yep. And sit. And I know I'm not going to be like interrupted with it or whatever. So it is it is nice to where it's like I have it set up for the dad farmer who's <laughs> yeah, so it works out. Our kids are they're pre- luckily they're the age where they're pretty self-sufficient. So I can because right. I'm doing I do it out here on my front porch right now. Um just because it's kind of quiet. Right. I, I'm away from the kids, but they could still be inside doing their thing if they're awake. Right. So it's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah, Rachel says that's why she doesn't do Tim's live. I get it, but it's also I look forward to the lives. I'm like, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> usually, I'm still awake. Like if I yeah. see if I can if I'm sat down because you most of the time, especially during the week, working and stuff, I don't come inside and sit down until nine o'clock. And then oh, I slap sure. up my dinner and everything else. So while I'm eating dinner, I usually try to catch it. You know, if Tim's on there, that's I have a hard time catching Brian's. Right. Uh, interviews and stuff just because the way oh, it's yeah, scheduled yeah. out. So I go back and I've been slowly listening to them, but I'm hoping when I get into the shop, I can start catching up on podcasts. I can listen right. to them while I'm working. So that is the nicest thing. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about it today when I was talking to somebody about employees and stuff like that. And like, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about the conversation today and I was like, that's the other thing. If I have an employee, I got to talk to them. Like I have to be like social with somebody. Yeah. I'd rather just I'd rather just be alone with yeah. my headphones in and just not talk to anyone for nine hours. I don't mind talking to you know. Neither do I. Uh, people. Obviously, like yeah, obviously, but like you can't be. You get a good crew around a. a yeah, table. it's the greatest thing in the planet. Yeah, we've talked about that on Josh's show before. Yep. where it's like it is the greatest feeling. Yeah. I mean, I've probably never laughed so hard as I did Ever. when I worked at that USDA shop with those guys, you know, but I don't know. I, I don't know when or how I'm going to have employees yet. I'm not planning on any, so we'll see how it goes. It just depends on how it takes off. Dwayne, it's 2 a.m. where you are and you're watching <laughs> some dudes on the East Coast of the U.S. talk about farm shit and their kids. Good for you, man. I hope. Please like and subscribe. I want to see you in here more. That's awesome. Froze up a little bit. No, you're good. Oh, but speaking of slow, I got to scroll back up. And Rachel's making fun of me for being slow. But this was her response. See, Kyle, I, you are slow. Laugh my ass off. <laughs> Who's the slow one now, Rachel? Uh yeah, no, I, I miss, I will say, I miss that more than anything. Just being in a cut room for nine hours a day. Yeah. And just so many, so many jokes, so many laughs, so many inappropriate things done to dead animals. That, <laughs> <laughs> just so many. Yeah. Uh, and for everyone who's like, oh, I think I might be taking that out of context. You're probably not. No. No. Not know. at all. No. No. Uh, but all right, Joe, what do you got going on? What do you want people to see? Um, 
Well, after I get done here, I'm going to upload my uh, lamb processing video. I started I this morning, that. but I got super busy. Um, yeah, we got, I've got, uh, I'm hoping another butcher shop update coming up here pretty quick, depending on when the walls and the roof get done. Mm -hmm. um, anybody that's not in the Telegram chat hasn't seen it yet, um, but we've got steel and some trusses and stuff on. Oh, uh, I've got baby pigs, baby, do a video on that. I'm hoping tomorrow to film the uh, cost of raising the uh, meat birds um, this year. I've been waiting to, been trying to get time to do that. I'm hoping to sit down tomorrow and do that. Nice. Um, try to get some more informational videos out for people. Um, so, yeah, that's what we've got going on. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've got a ton of stuff. I've got, after I'm done with this, I'm uploading a piglet video of weaning the pigs, getting them out, and me being attacked by piglets. Um, so that'll be a fun one. Um, for anyone who didn't catch my podcast with Jack Spearco on the Survival Podcast, make sure you go uh, listen to that. That was a that was a fun one. Yeah. That, that was a cool moment. That, that, that turned out cool really moment. good. Yeah. I, I actually I, made uh, the guy that works with me listen to it on the way home so I could listen to it. Cause it was like an hour and 45, <laughs> an hour minute drive. Like 45 minutes. And that to what our drive back from that last job was. So it worked out perfect. Yeah. I said, I don't care. I'm listening to this. So <laughs> he's like, who the fuck is this guy? Well, um, he knows that I do the podcast and stuff. Yeah. I talk about you quite a bit. Um, but no, that was a super fun one. I pre I'm appreciative of Jack for having me on. Um, but definitely go listen to that. And I think I have a couple other podcasts lined up. Uh, I think uh, Kentucky Sustainable Living. I think I'm going to be on his show soon. Um, and then we got some fun guests coming on here. I think we, we have Tim coming on at the end of the month. And he's going to talk about nice. just when he was farming and kind mm -hmm. of farming with the preparedness mindset. So that'll be a fun one. We're, start, we're starting to get into a rhythm, folks. We're starting to figure it out. Um, we talked about it on the content episode we did on Tim's show where it's mm -hmm. like, everyone was like at 20 episodes, something just kind of clicked and I don't know what happened and it just went. And then I hit 20, 20 episodes and got survival podcast. I've got a bunch of guests coming up and I've got a bunch of other stuff coming up where it's pretty cool. We're Sweet. figuring it all out. Um, everyone can follow me at, at backwards butcher six Oh three. So that's obviously YouTube. If you're watching it here, um, like and subscribe to that. Uh, but it is also um, TikTok, Instagram. I'm going to be making a concerted effort to try and post on Instagram more. I just haven't been at all. It's just out of sight, out of mind. I, I don't know how you keep up with it. I don't have any of that. Dude, stuff I have yet. no idea. I honestly have no idea. I think at this point, I've just put it in my head as like, this is also work. So you yeah. need to do this work raise your kids and then also like do stupid TikToks that I don't know. It's crazy. I don't, I don't understand how I'm doing it either, but there are definitely are moments that during the day where it was like today, my youngest was down for a nap and I like came in and I got my yeah. oldest snacks and some milk and she's watching TV. And I'm like, that is going to run outside for a minute. And then I'm like running around going, what can I film? What can I put behind it? What are we going to do here? Because it's TikTok's <clears throat> fucking weird, man. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. I, I I really don't. And there's a part of me that's just like, am I doing this? But and then I am. And then I'm doing it and I'm getting decent response back from people. And 
it's growing. So it's like, all right, if it wasn't growing, I wouldn't be doing it. But it's I'm going up a hundred <laughs> subscribers every like two or three days. Nice. So follow me on TikTok. We have fun. <clears throat> yeah, I I've tried talking to Nay to take over and do the TikTok. She's like, I don't want you on there. I don't really have eh, I'm I she, I don't she have the time to do the YouTube stuff right now, let alone she all that want, other stuff. She doesn't want you on her TikTok? No, just on TikTok, period. Oh, in general? <laughs> Dude, it's bad. It, it, it is bad. Because it's one of those things where it's like, everyone who is successful at TikTok will say <clears> this. <throat> and I am not saying I'm successful at TikTok. Yeah. I'm just repeating. To be successful at TikTok, you also need to spend some time on TikTok. Yeah. And like scroll through. And it's, yep. I'm learning that now because it's like, depending on what your algorithm is, what you're posting. Yep. Because there's two ways to look at TikTok. There is like just the mindless all day going person who's just going through it. Um, and then there's the people like, like me, who it's like, I'm looking at this as a possible business opportunity to promote yeah. other things. So it's when I'm looking at TikTok, obviously I'm still laughing at like babies and dogs and stuff and randomly crying at movie clips. That is what it is. But there's still those ones where it's like, oh, I like how they used that. I can do something similar to that. And it's like my newest thing I've been doing is if I'm outside when the sun's like usually during night chores Mm -hmm. when the sun's setting is I'll take like a video of the field because it's our spot is gorgeous because it's we just have a massive 14 acre field in the middle of the woods so it's the sunset looks freaking gorgeous perfect east west so it's i've been taking like sunset videos and googling inspirational hard work and quotes and those (laughs) seem to do well it's but that's the part of it where i just look at it i'm like this is so goddamn corny what i'm doing but i'm like it's also getting engagement and it's working so I guess it's mm-hmm. not. Too, I guess it's not too dumb. Yeah, I'm trying to get get into the routine of posting a little bit more and sharing some more on our Facebook page too. Now that it's yeah. transitioned over uh, into that, so yeah, yeah. I've realized I've come to realize that like explaining this to people who don't really understand it, it it I'm guessing it has the same feeling as mm-hmm. like telling your parents you're gay. Like that's what it feels like. That's what it really does feel like. Of just like, well, I make silly 15 minute, 15 second videos and mm-hmm. I put them out on the internet for people to giggle at. Accept me. Yeah. Love me. <laughs> yeah, that's been like, because I've always been like, I don't want anybody knowing what I'm doing. I don't I like sharing my life. So it's been tough for me to get in the mindset of, I'm, I'm trying to do something good for other people. I'm trying to encourage other people that want to get into this lifestyle. And, uh, so it's been tough for me to share with my friends and family. They're like, you're doing what? Yeah. You, I, I like, purposely. Danae's so. picking on me. She's like, she goes around telling everybody, Joe's making friends on the internet. Uh, and everybody's <laughs> like, he's doing what? Joe's doing what? <laughs> my wife does actually, my wife doesn't. She's still kind of like, I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> She's coming around. She's coming around for sure. Because. She's real. She's figuring out. Like I had, I had a buddy that like, I was on his. I think I went to his bachelor. No, I didn't go to his bachelor party. We were just at his wedding. My yep. buddy from high school. I've known his family forever. 
and I'm doing chores and my phone rings and I look at the text and it's him. And he goes, dude, you're on the survival podcast. <laughs> How the hell did that happen? He's like, I almost crashed the truck when you were pronouncing your name at the beginning. I was like, oh, shit. And that That's hit cool. me, too. Like, I was walking around with some big dick energy for like a day and yeah. a half. I was like, <laughs> look at that. People know who I am. Yeah, it was funny because when I first, very first started my YouTube channel, I think I had like four videos out. We had to go meet um, the principal at the new school the kids are going to. And I, I walked in. He goes, hey, I've seen you before. You're on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm like. I've got like four videos out, but it was from, you know, some of our family and friends sharing it. Right. Uh, that he had seen it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But no. So we're figuring it out. We're getting there. But yep. I appreciate everyone who does come into the lives. Rachel, yep. Bill be Nomad. I can't thank you guys enough for keep coming around. It's a it's a fun little community that yeah, it is. we're getting into. Oh, here we go. What do we got, Dwayne? America is another world. One day I will go see. I seem to be more interested in American politics than our own. Probably why these channels have popped up for me. Yeah, I try not to. Well, I can't. That's a lie. We've gotten into it before pretty heavy. They're probably he's probably looking it up so he has something to laugh at every day. If he's yeah, probably politics lately. Two idiot bearded Americans going. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, our politics are fun. Again, on here, I try to keep it as limited yeah. as possible because I, you and me have had some conversations off air. Um, that yeah, I try to not bring politics into like my channel and stuff. It's just, yeah. it's a headache. It, it really is. is, and it's. And I think I think something that I don't think I brought this up on the roundtable I did the other day on Two Man Thames, but I wanted to is I think a major part of doing these channels is being genuine to yourself as well. Because yeah. I don't know about you, I hate, I hate, hate, hate the overproduced, like, hey, what's going on? We're doing this. Like, I hate those channels with a passion. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like sometimes I get stuck watching them because they're at the point where they're successful enough that they get to do the cool shit or they yeah. have the new things that I want to see what they're doing. And we're stuck in like a music video of just like, yeah, ooh, yeah, we're doing mm -hmm. this. It's chicken. It's like, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah, Everybody's like, you need to come up with a catchphrase. I'm like, but mm -hmm. I don't, I don't need, I don't even know what I, would, you know. I'm not a catchphrase guy. The closest I have I. to that is bullet to freezer, which I think yeah. I'm keeping. And I think I'm going to put it on a couple of my, like if I, when I do start doing merch, it's mm -hmm. a toss up between bullet to freezer and livestock assassin. That one's pretty good. That was pretty great, right? But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like even trying to figure out stuff like that for the, you know, the butcher shop and the business when we get it up and going, I, I have a tough time with that stuff. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. This whole thing is interesting. Are they not alerting you? Is that what, hmm. is that what Filthy Nomad's saying? Yeah. He said that he's subscribed and hit the bell for everyone, but notifications haven't been alerting him. Hmm. The only thing I would have to say to that is I listen to a bunch of podcasts where cool. they uh, um, probably have different views than the people at YouTube say, and mm -hmm. they've had issues where people don't get notifications when yeah. things go live and stuff. So honestly, I'm probably a little honored 
that I'm in that classification where they think they think <laughs> I, they think that my my uh, my voice is going across the nation and turning people against them. Uh, yeah, I had to. I noticed the other day. I tried putting out a couple shorts because I'm trying to get back into doing that. Oh, I and doing that I had one that just like I went back because I did it as when I left in the morning. Mm-hmm. And at like I stopped to eat something. And I have to check on it, and I had like three views. I'm like, so I tried. You have to word stuff just right to get it to go out. No, the- you so do. And it's also it's because I'm finding that on TikTok too, where it's just like I could scroll, and there's just like mm-hmm. craziness, craziness, tits out, craziness, craziness, and then I post like an informational video on how to like skin out a bear. Yeah. Animal abuse, uh, violations of code, terrorism. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing to work around, but Joe, it's been a fun one. We'll have you on again for some definite fun stuff. And there will be updates on, I don't even know what we would call the winterization. I don't know. We're going to have to, uh, we'll brainstorm something. Yeah. We'll brainstorm on it. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about who we're reaching out to and there will be news on that and probably a podcast at the end of it and we'll see what's going on. So perfect. Joe, I appreciate you coming on. Everyone in the chat, I appreciate you and everyone who's listening now. Thanks for listening. And I hope you all got a chance to 